Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the human challenge where we explore all the human challenges in today's world, the challenges of being human and how we can challenge ourselves to be more human for the greater good. I'm your host, Vanessa Ferlano. And today we're speaking to Valerie June, a Grammy nominated artist from Tennessee, hailed by the New York Times as one of America's most intriguing, fully formed new talents. A musician, songwriter, poet, illustrator, and author, she honorably serves as a turnaround artist working with students for the President's Committee for the Arts and Humanities. Um, super excited to have you here, Valerie. I know you've just released your new workbook, as you call it. Um, the what uh, Light Beams, Light Beams Interactive Workbook that builds upon themes of mindfulness and authentic connection. Um, super grateful to have you here. I had the honor of, of going through the workbook and it was a very light, inspiring and really a wonderful way to come back home. So thank you so much for, for that offering. Thank you for inviting me to be on the Human Challenge. <laughs> And so, uh, where are you? Because I think you've been on tour. Like, where are you are right now? Where are you today? What's been happening the last little bit? I know you released the book. I think you've been touring and done done a few shows. Um, tell us, reorient us. <laughs> tell us the life of Valerie. <laughs> well, my life is pretty much on the road. I spend about two hundred days a year on the road. So when I'm not on the road, I either am in Tennessee or New York. And today I'm in New York. I have a a video shoot later in the day and so I'm excited about that and but really I live in motion this year I have about maybe a hundred days on the road already planned so I love to travel I love to explore I love to be around other beliefs and cultures and and just learn from people and about the world and about plants and different indigenous areas you know like what's native to australia what's native to hawaii what's native to japan you know and we have our own we have tons so you can get busy in the natural world for a long time <laughs> oh that's really wonderful and and i i love that because you know obviously your book has like mindfulness aspects and so i think especially when you're in emotion you know that's when i think the the mindfulness that connectivity like all that is just it's such a beautiful way to experience the world especially when your life is in emotion all the time so i i totally appreciate that a lot <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yes yes exactly <laughs> Um, and so I'm curious because I know you do also a bunch of wellness workshops. So with you being on the road, like how, how does all of that work? Um, and, and then do you have like, I think you have a couple coming up, correct? Yes, I have one next week in Vermont for a sea changes sessions and the Garrison Institute is doing an entire day of mindfulness and meditation. So I'm leading for meditation during that day. And, um, it's those Types of uh, events are usually for two or three days. So I'll be in the same place in Burlington, Vermont for four days, actually, because I'll get there early. And then I have one in Rhinebeck, New York in May over the course of a Memorial Day weekend. That's three days. And like these amazing writers, Aisha uh, Ophelia and Sarah Walco and Jacqueline Suskin, all four of us women are getting together to talk about the power of radical imagination. And, and that'll entail not just living in La La Land, but how do we really embody some of the things that we dream for a new world? I'm wearing a shirt of Dr. King right now because I believe so strongly in the power of dreams to change the world. But I also don't think it's something soft and fluffy. It actually is work. 
It takes a workbook. It takes a workshop. And now I like to call it more practice than work because work is a very loaded world when we live in this capitalist society. (laughs) It's good to use the word practice. You know, we're just practicing being better humans and growing and learning to relate to each other. And there'll be one in Mexico and a few others in the in the coming year as well. I have tons of music performances between then. <laughs> oh, amazing. I, I love that so much, this grounding of radical uh rag- radical imagination. And and I I a hundred percent I hear that too. Like it's not it is not this fluffy thing. It is a practice, a hundred percent. And I, I absolutely love that. I think that sounds awesome. I might have to look into this. <laughs> Yeah, I think that sounds absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm and yeah, I love the intention of that. So I I really appreciate that. Um, I wanted to get a little bit more into light beams, your workbook for being your badass self. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things. Um, you know, I really want to hear about you know the why the title light beams and kind of like how that is kind of the theme throughout the book. Um, and then another thing I'd love to. Uh, one of the things that jumped out for me, I would say, was this, you know, this concept of being your badass self. And and I loved it because when you talk about like light beams and this authentic connection and then the word badass, like I love the two of them together because I think especially as a woman, when we see badass the way it's portrayed in media, right, it tends to be very hard and very, you know, uh, I just, I don't think it's, it's, it's fully embodied, I guess I would say is maybe the right word. And so when I, you know, for me being able to see this in the title and, and going through the book, I was really grateful for this perspective of, yeah, my badass self can be this softness, this lightness, this, this like truthful essence. Right. And so I, I really appreciated that, um, as, as a reader and going through the workbook. Yes. Thank you for saying that. Like the word light, when I think about that word, I think about just sunlight and starlight and moonlight and all the different types of light and how we can give light to each other and lift each other up in a, in ways of light and sharing light through smiles or our interactions or even honesty. Sometimes just being vulnerable and not saying what a person wants you to say, but telling them the truth. Um, and that's hard sometimes. That And when you talk about being a badass and being a female in the world and the toughness that, you know, they see when you are a badass woman, it, that to me, like, is a hardness. But there's also hardness and softness, so to speak. So just getting to the place where, like, there's a lightness, not just the light of the moon and the light of the stars and the light of the spirit that we embody, but also the lightness to just being a human and standing and speaking in your truth and your power. That can be hard as well. And so um, it can be tough. And so those two words together, really, to me, they they bring together and integrate those two opposing and the duality of that idea of who we are and how we can be more than one thing and that we're always enough and we're always right on time with the things that we're when we're living in our truth you know so that's kind of like how it came how it came about and also many many teachers working in the same space <laughs> and so I, I list all of the inspiring light beams at the back of the book because I'm not alone in the practice of being a light in this dark world <laughs> <laughs> Aww. 
Oh, I, uh, I love that so much. Honestly, I really do. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, and, you know, when I think of you and you're talking about duality, I also think to myself, like the fluidness of who we are as well, you know, and I think that that's something that I don't think is always really uh, maybe acknowledged or even celebrated in society, right? That it's like, you kind of, I don't know, it's like you have to be this like formal definition, right? And, and it's like, but I'm a human being. Is that possible for me to be just this? Like, can I be can I float on this continuum a little bit, you know? Um, so I, I, and, and I love that. And I feel like I'm not, I don't think like, I don't, when I read through and, and went through the workbooks, you know, I, I, I don't think that was like an explicit theme, but it was something that really came up for me. Like I felt that I kind of had space to, to revisit this, this, this self on the spectrum, right? Does that make sense? Like kind of across this continuum, not just like me and this definition in a box, right? So I really appreciated that as well. And the experience as a reader and going through it, it was really great. Thank you. I definitely live in that space of not wanting to be in a box, even with music. I don't like choosing genres. I like fluidity, like you were saying. And so that makes sense to me, that space in everything that, I, that we do as humans. No, I love that. There was, um, I'm just like, I'm just going through the book now. I have the digital copy and uh, let me see here. There was, um, I loved it. I, the experience of reading it was so nice because it was, like, uh, you know, like it was structured, but unstructured at the same time, which was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was so like, it was really nice. And then the the quotes kind of embedded throughout, like it was such a different reading experience. And and I appreciated it a lot, you know, um, it, it, and I think it really, when you were talking about like radical imagination and like this, this creativity, right? I think that that was also, I think it was also helpful. Um or not even like intentional, right? It was intentional because like for me, that in itself also helped me revisit these different aspects of me in a very truthful way, right? And, and so I'm curious for yourself, like when you were putting the book together, like I imagine that must have been a similar experience for you. Like what was that like? <laughs> well, the book is, you can sit with the book and work through it all in one piece, or you can put it on the shelf. And just like I visit different oracle decks when I need to, mm. it's not today, not the day for the animal deck. Today's the day for the uh, Morgan Greer deck or whatever it might be. Today's the day for the nature deck. Whatever it might be, it is meant that you open the book whenever you feel moved to, to whatever page you wish to, and, and get the practice from that particular prompt and exercise. Or if you want to do the whole thing front to back, fine. But it is very much like a book that isn't written in any organized way other than <laughs> this is a prompt and a practice. And, and here are some thoughts um, to just like form your own opinion about. And it is meant for you to just have that space and that freedom to just decide, well, what do I think about um, climate change? What do I think about sharing like, sharing light in such a dark space of the wars that we we see erupting every day. What do I think about living in a world where when I walk into Walmart, sometimes I'm afraid, you know, like how do we process that and, and working through the things that we see on the news because we receive all of that. We download all of that. It goes into our cells. It goes into our brain waves. And we have no time to really work out, well, how do I feel about this? And where is my place in it? And what power do I have to shift the energy to a more positive space? So that's what the book is doing. And it's not necessarily doing it 
uh, in any type of order. It's just presenting these ideas and allowing you to, a friend of mine said, oh, you're writing a, what, a guided journal? I said, yeah. And they said, well, what does that mean? I said, well, there's a lot of blank pages in there. And basically they said, well, so what you're saying is that the person writes the book themselves? That's genius. You're selling a book that, that you didn't even write. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because that work is a personal work. It's something that we have to do ourselves. And it's something that when we do that, then we have like uh, every different being has a different shade of light. And so the earth is out of balance because we don't have all beings shining fully. And so it's a little bit like, mm, 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 mm. but when all are shining fully, no matter whether your light is blue or my light is blue, we don't have the same shade of blue. So we're just like beaming. And the planet is so bright that we put the moon and stars out of business. <laughs> no, we don't want to do that. We want to keep them going. But um, so the practices as well, they're practices that over the last, I guess, maybe 35 years have come to me. So that's another reason why the book isn't written in a, a order or form, because this is just as I have received these practices, ancient tree therapy. I was getting off stage in um, Texas, Luck, Texas, at Willie Nelson's ranch. My father had just passed. I sat down. I actually fell down under a tree on the ground and I, my body was leaning against it and I just cried uncontrollably. I did not cry at the funeral. I did not cry before the funeral, but I, this day, this random day, I had no control of my grief and this tree just held me and it said, we, we're wise. We are old. We're way older than y'all and we will always be here. We are everywhere and you can call on us anytime you want to. Just lean on us anytime. It doesn't matter what type of tree it is. We are here. And that's that hardness of the tree body and the toughness, it just healed me. And so these uh, practices like that practice or the rose petal leaves uh, ceremony, all of that is stuff that I've received. I just, I channel music and I channel all of it to share it with you, you and whatever way you want to receive it. <laughs> Right. I, um, I am really grateful for that, that, that story, that perspective, I think it's really, it's just very beautiful. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm also happy we brought in this, this connection between like self and planet. Cause I was going to ask you about that. Um, I know that I, I think the description of the book talks about that, like finding this balance between self and planet. And so, um, you know, I love that from both, I think when we think of like, you know, activism, right, which when you were talking about radical, um, uh, radical imagination, I, I like to me in my mind, I think of activism because I think that is what it is, right? It's like, we have these big ideas, how do we change the world with it? And so when you talked about like balance with self and with planet, that to me was also like spiritual, um, but also I think there's that activism there as well, the activism component. And so, um, yeah, like I, I guess um, I, I'm curious a bit about that for yourself. You know, um, there's a spiritual connection, which you were just offering. And then I'm curious about this activism perspective as well. Well, that is so true um, that radical imagination, that is just the seed. But then that has to become imagination in action. What does that look like in form? What does it look like on the palette of the world stage? And what colors are we painting with? What does our artwork look like when we have so many different shades of feelings and emotions and thoughts and beliefs and upbringings? 
what kind of world are we creating? And everything that we see that's man-made was a thought. It was an idea. It was an imagination of, oh, I want a chair. Let me just like, hmm, maybe I'll get a piece of wood. And then, ta-da, the first chair is gone. You know, like just anything, a building, a cup, whatever it is. And so the power of imagination to be actualized in the physical world, in the real outer world, is huge. It shapes our reality. And so when I think about that, I start to think, well, this play space, this invisible side or inner world of imagination It's fed by the outer world of plants and nature and man-made things like buildings and cups. But when they are together, it's back to the duality. When you can live in the outer world, but also marry that with the inner world, then you're creating a new space, a new world. Because you know your power. You know that you have the power to help shift a person's You know, maybe a bad day for someone sitting across the way from you or the person checking you out at the grocery store or the person giving you coffee. Maybe they're just outright nasty. And in this election year, we might encounter that. So how do we deal with that energy when we're trying to be alive? We have to be alchemists. We have to be wizards. We have to be working in some la-la fairyland to be nice after someone's been so rude to us. (laughs) But we have that power. So it's taking that power from the imagination space and saying, well, how can I carve a new portal in this moment with my interaction with this person who is challenging or with this issue that is challenging? And how do we disagree in a way that's beautiful? You know, not all disagreements. I'm I'm hopeful that humanity reaches a place where our disagreements don't lead to war ever because we're able to disagree. But that is what we do in a, in a creative space, a constructive space. It's beautiful to, to have diversity, to have different beliefs and different you know, ways of wanting to exist. I don't want all the same. But I also think there's a way to do that, as Aretha Franklin said, with respect, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. You know, there's a way to do that in, in a respectful and mindful way. And so I call all of that, what I just said, positive activism. I call it joy activism. It's, it's yes, I'm focused on all of these frou-frou lolly things, la-la things and la-la land, but how does that really live on the planet? And how does it really, really help to shape a new earth the way that we wish to see it if we were looking for some more harmony, you know? And so that's kind of what the practices are doing and how radical imagination, when it's actualized and it's put into action, becomes positive activism, you know, because we all day we see. I don't focus a lot on the outer world and on the darkness and like, you know, as a black female, I could focus a lot on slavery. I could focus a lot on the pain of my people. But I try to I I think we know that (laughs) we know that we have we have had that discussion so many times that I'm very curious about what the discussion looks like of our future and our growth and and moving, like, what does the new human look like, you know? Like, what does the new humanity look like? How do we take all of that pain and, and write this story 
of what our children are going to be living? Or will they just be cycling through the same cycles that my ancestors did and my ancestors' ancestors did and the ancestors' ancestors did? Because we can't break out of this, create our same reality through focus, and we're focused on the same, same, same cycles of oppression. Again and again, they just reform themselves because systems learn how to have new languages so that they seem more accepting, but they're not. (laughs) Do you see what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So um, this is all positive activism because we are like looking at what it is. We're looking at the darkness. We're not looking away from it and saying, oh, well, that doesn't exist. Let me get in my my large uh, SUV and drive to my mansion and la, 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 it's great over here. No, (laughs) we're looking at it all. (laughs) So, um, and we don't have answers. We're looking at it with questions. And that's why prompts are in the book, too, because they don't answer this. We all collectively, as a collective dreamers, with a collective dream for a new earth, for more harmony, with a collective mind, come together with a little piece of the puzzle that makes it brighter and better, you know? But if we don't all do that work or that practice, then we don't see those pieces. There's a lot of missing pieces, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think, I mean, those are very, very powerful words. And I think it's honestly the best way to end our discussion today. Um, I really hope that people really sit with that because these are all the questions, um, like you said, Valerie, of of what does the next humanity look like, right? And how do we, and and essentially how we co-create that? What are the questions we have to ask to co-create that with with ourselves and then with with each other and then with the world essentially. So um, I'm super grateful to have held the space with you and um, I will definitely, you will see me at one of these workshops and I'll be happy to share uh, any links and other promo as well in the description and as well, of course, to your book. Uh, so thank you so much for being here. Super, super grateful. And I and hope you enjoy the rest of your travels, wherever that's going to take you and your life in motion. Thank you. <laughs> Have a great day, Vanessa. I appreciate it. Thanks.